It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new podcast, A Matter of Truth. Now, you might be asking yourselves, why in the world am I doing A Matter of Truth? And you might be asking yourselves, why in the world am I doing two podcasts, Undying Light and A Matter of Truth? Well, this is part of the big surprise that you all saw a couple weeks ago. And you've probably caught it if you've listened to my other two episodes that should have aired by the time this episode goes live. So if you want more information on the whole premise to Undying Light, feel free to check out those uh, episodes uh, as I have dived into them a little bit more deeply. But for those who are tuning in for the first time, my name is Alex. I run Reformed underscore Lifestyle on Instagram. And I am running this podcast with a good friend of mine, Anthony. Care to introduce yourself, sir? Hey, this is Anthony. Uh, I run Speak Gospel Truth on Instagram. So it's it's great to be a part of this. Yeah, so I, I want to make a couple of things um, pretty clear before we really get into the meat and the premise of what our show is. First, Anthony is not replacing Paul by any means, uh, as I've discussed on on the undying light episodes paul and i uh have had some major scheduling conflicts and we've come to the conclusion that it's just easier for him to do his own thing and hopefully by the time this airs he will have dropped a few episodes and he's on hitting the ground running so this is not a replacement to the original undying light i am still spearheading undying light um, as a solo episode, uh, you know, solo host, if you would, type podcast. Uh, this is just something that Anthony and I have actually been talking about uh, for months, actually. Yeah. And uh, I think we we mentioned it when I w- met you in Baltimore. I think you we were kind of, without really calling it, we were talking about a lot of these ideas then about just kind of having a discussion really around topical Christianity. Yeah. I think it was at, uh, when we were eating at Chick-fil-A for three uh, hours. For, yeah. <laughs> yep. I took a three hour lunch that day and drove up to Baltimore <laughs> and, uh, 
and that's right. It was like, I think we'd actually said, this is cool. Just talking back and forth. Um, but it was just great conversation that was, um, unfolding, um, uh, at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And we, we, we talked all sorts of different topics. I mean, we discussed, um, uh, tons and tons of stuff. And unfortunately my brain escapes me to remember what some of it was. But since that day, you and I have been really just kind of going back and forth in texting and DMS and stuff around just conversations and we've had phone calls that have lasted a couple of hours and we've just yeah. kind of been picking each other's brains and um you know before the the you know before the I call it a split with paul I, I don't know what the the proper word or terminology you want to use you know um you and i had been kind of hashing this out before even that ever happened and so this was going to be a project on our plates on top of what the work I was already doing with Paul. So um, so as we go forward with this, I just want people to understand that, uh, you know, the, the, the placement of what this show was going to be. Now, what we've discussed since Paul uh, and I have, have parted ways is we are going to actually bring this show under the Undying Light Ministry kind of umbrella. And uh, we really don't know what it's going to look like going forward in terms of, you know, maybe having other shows join us. Um, yeah. we're, we're, this is something brand new to both of us. So we were kind of spitballing back and forth around what we think about uh, doing going forward with this. But I think we're going to just, you know, kind of bring it together as the two of us just discussing various topics and answering questions. and. And then I will continue doing Undying Light, but they'll kind of be uh, within the same umbrella, if you would. If that makes sense. I, I don't really know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I think it does. I think, All right. uh, you know, you have Undying Light. You have Paul's show, com Paul show coming out. And, uh, Jason from The Daily and, and Nick that just really dig into scripture i mean mm -hmm. and they're they're you know you guys are all amazing and and again this whole podcast thing is actually new to me um but i i think you know as talking with some other people and talking with you i, I just think it's a, it's it's a great thing to have just kind of this conversation back and forth about um different current events current events in the christian walk in the world around us and kind of diving into scripture and how these things impact our lives how the application of scripture impacts our life as well as, you know, doing, you know, doing some cool interviews and, and, and just kind of other, other stuff to kind of just, you know, kind of go back and forth um, about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think perfectly around, you know, Paul's ep, uh, show, Nick, Jason, I mean, they do a fantastic job at being, you know, it really so given, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm an amateur. Uh, <laughs> and giving people such a deep dive yeah. into, you know, whatever topic they're tackling. I know Paul wants to do church history. I know he wants to do the cults. And so there's so much depth in that. And I know that they will do a good job at bringing it to light. And, you know, and I hope that through the, you know, my podcast, Who Undying Light, as I'm doing the attributes, uh, which you will actually join me for an episode on soon. Um, I'm hoping that I can bring that same focus forward. But this is just kind of 
something a little bit more laid back. Um, it, it's yeah. not going to be uh, as academic. It's not going to be as, uh, you know, hit you in the face and then, you know, leave you laying on the ground type podcast. It's just peer conversation. And hopefully, you know, as this kind of picks up some momentum, we'll get other people to join us. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of just have this you know, light, easy conversation uh, going as we uh, as we grow this sucker. Yeah, I always I always kind of thought of it, you know, having um, DMs with with different uh, people on Instagram kind of it kind of is what made me think of it. Like, it'd be just really cool to have kind of a, a, a cast that, that kind of emulates that where it's just, you know, you, you kind of jump from A to B you know, to Z and everywhere in between throughout, you know, what a DM conversation. And I think, um, same with, you know, on a podcast, it'd be again, just very fluid. It'd be a good thing. Yep. And so the, the premise of what we, if you, if you haven't picked it up already, ladies and gentlemen, the premise of the show is simply, uh, we will be putting out question boxes every so often. So we're going to take questions from you. And, uh, and then as, as Anthony and I just kind of go about our daily lives, we'll be, you know, keeping our eyes on Christian news, world topics, uh, and we'll be discussing stuff like that. We'll discuss, you know, maybe a, a, a hot thread post on Instagram or, you know, somebody put out a tweet that got a lot of fire for, you know, just things like that and, and not to badger anybody not to cut down people obviously it's never what we want to do on the show but we definitely want to have conversations around you know what should christianity look like not just on social media but in our everyday lives and uh, and then just going through and answering some some questions um i, I think that's kind of the premise in a nutshell right yeah, no, I, I would agree. And I think it, it's very important, I think, to look at, um, and I've caught myself, you know, what you say, what you're putting out there. And, and we actually had a, I joined you and Paul, which you guys are gracious enough to have me on to talk about a particular tweet. And you're right, it's not to bash anybody. And um, it's really kind of just to look at, you know, what are peop people saying out there, um, you know, around a, a particular tweet? Because the reality of it is, especially if you're, you know, if you're responding back to, um, you know, somebody's tweet or whatever, and they have this huge following, you know, all these people are seeing this and ingesting this information. I, I think, you know, being, um, you know, what does the Bible say? What does truth um, say? And I think that's kind of goes to the, the title of the show, you know, a matter of truth. You know, to me, what that means is scripture first, you know, yep. what does scripture say? And, and sure, well, you know, I, I think it's going to be great to be able to dig in, you know, with a particular topic or um, story we might want to talk about and dig into scripture to see what it says. And even, you know, and even pick somebody's brain about like, Hey, I was reading this. What is, you know, what is, what does this mean to, you know, within the Christian walk? Exactly. And I think, uh, and I, and I hope we do justice to scripture because that's what we have Amen. to look at. And yeah. And, and I was talking to my wife today on our, because uh, I drove her out so we can, she can go spend some time with her parents. Um, and we were discussing, and it's like, you know, uh, the church fathers are instrumental. The reformers are instrumental to our understanding of a lot of doctrine. But it, 
at the end of the day, their opinions matter, but only as far as we can line them up with scripture. And, you know, I put out some tweets, uh, not tweets, uh, some stories with questions a couple weeks ago uh, as we record this. And the questions were really framed around how do people perceive theology through the eyes of their reformers? And and I mean their reformers, as in some people rely heavily on <clears throat> Calvin. Some people are Spurgeonites. Some people, and I use that's probably a new term. Um, some people, you know, look through Knox uh, or Luther or whoever it may be. You know, they they have like one or two theologians that they go to before they go to anybody else some people it's macarthur some people it's sproul some people it's furtick yeah yeah oh, i mean seriously yeah that's yeah, true you know, I, I know people like that and i think we're you know maybe where you're going you know it's like it's important to kind of dissect that that kind of stuff and because mm-hmm. it, it has to align to sh- with, with scripture yep and what i noticed out of a lot of it some people which is interesting interesting said that they don't believe the reformers could have erred at all mm. in any of their theology. That they were uh, that that a hundred percent of it. And this is a it was a broad question, so I mean you can probably interpret it different ways. Um, yeah. But they would say that the interpreter that the reformers never erred in any of their views. And then you had people that said, well, yeah, the reformers were definitely had problems, and then I had some people list their problems, which they didn't agree with. And then I, and then it was funny is because now people say, well, uh, some people said that they think today with a collection of all the, 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 the fathers through the last 2000 years that they would say they have a, a almost, I can't say perfect, but an almost cohesive or acceptable view of scripture mm-hmm. that it, doesn't have error in it almost mm. and there that group was low but it was interesting to see how people can can come out and say you know based upon um you know what they've learned and what the church fathers have learned and taught uh, and i and by church fathers I, I i mean everybody from you know Polycarp all the way to John MacArthur and Paul Washer, Vody Bauckham today, right? So the yeah. the thousand years were people that through their eyes collectively we have found the right uh, a right view of scripture, and it, it's it I find it interesting because if you if you match up some you know if you match up some things, there's a lot of disagreements on secondary doctrine throughout the history of the church yeah the church just it never can collectively agree on secondary doctrine now the essentials the church has to be in full 100 percent agree agreeable on the essentials in the essentials you're mentioning um what are the essentials and for instance let me let me just throw this out there you have two camps maybe there are a lot more camps but you know if you're talking to somebody who um, you know, kind of just goes to a Christian church, you know, they typically, they seem to fall under that kind of Ar- Arminian view. And then there's, then there's more of the Reformed Calvinist Lutheran. But my question is, what's the difference between the two on the essentials? Are the essentials so different that, you know, one or the other um, is, is right or wrong? 
Um, <clears throat> yes and no. So the essentials, I think, collectively amongst the Protestants as a whole, would agree that Christ was um, fully human, fully God. Christ died for our sins and was resurrected on the third day. And, you know, and then you could start getting into that, uh, uh, you know, uh, the depravity of man. Mm-hmm. You could call that an essential um, because man has to be sinful by nature in order for Christ to have come and to have lived the perfect life and to have died uh, a sinner's death and to then be resurrected and to, you know, to complete the atonement for our sins. I think those are some of the big things for the atonement or for the, for the essentials. Yeah. Uh, if I think if you disagree with any of that, then you couldn't call yourself a Christian. I mean, you can't disagree with, well, I don't really think Jesus rose from the grave. Well, then right. you're no better than a Muslim. Because Muhammad never rose from the grave. He's dead. These essentials are straight from scripture. I mean, right. I mean, you know, even if you don't call yourself a Calvinist, which, um, you know, a lot of people don't, but at the core, the essentials, you know, I mean, they, I mean, and most, most of, of, you know, what I know, and I say that most of what I, I know currently, I mean, it, it all stems from scripture. Yes. So, um, you know, that's just kind of something that popped into my head. We're talking. Oh, you, it's good because I also think too, um, it, if, if it comes from scripture, obviously it has to be, uh, it can be debatable whether it's essential or not. Right. So let's use the Lord's oh, supper. Yeah because most people uh I, I i would not i would be shocked to find a group that doesn't classify it as a sacrament because even the roman catholics classify it as a sacrament mm-hmm. the debatable topic is the mode is whether people what they believe around the bread and wine and so catholics believe that the um bread and wine transform into the body and blood um, Calvinists believe, or really, uh, Calvinist and, uh, most mainstream Protestantism believes that the bread and the wine symbolically resemble the, uh, body and blood of Christ. And then Lutherans happen to be the, the, the black sheep in the family. They say that it's, uh, that Jesus is physically present in the body and blood but they won't argue and tell you how they just say it's a mystery from God Mm. and just center it around when, when Jesus gives the bread and wine at the last supper, Jesus says, breaks the bread and he says, this is my body and my broken for you. And so Luther really hung on the word is, and that's what he, you know, him in the debate with Zinguini around the Lord's supper, that was their biggest, like, like Zanguini, and I probably, I can't pronounce his last name right. Um, his biggest beef with Luther is that Luther wouldn't budge away from the word is. And Luther's like, but it's right here in scripture. But and he, so that's. I'm sorry. Even after, because what follows that, you know, do this in remembrance of remembrance me. Of me. Right. And so Luther really believed that Christ through the mystery of of God was physically present 
in the bread and the wine. And so, again, I, I've never believed that Luther was ever physically present. I've always believed that it was a symbolical, Jesus. right? <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Luther on the man. You know, it's been a long week. I've been in quarantine for four days. So <laughs> yeah, I never believed that uh, Jesus was physically present in the body and, and, and uh, his body was physically present in the bread and wine, but I've always believed that he was symbolically. And I, you know, I, I know some Lutherans and they would believe that. And I know some Lutherans that believe it symbolically. I, again, it just, there's just d- other views. So that's a secondary doctrine. Yeah. Um, now, obviously most of the things that Roman Catholics hold to are just whack. So I, Pinder they believe, yeah. 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 And, and you come from Roman Catholicism. So yes. you've got a lot of uh, background in that. So I, I'm sure as we move forward in the, in these, in these episodes, you will, we'll see a lot of that kind of unpack itself. Yeah. Uh, so, but I was just using the Lord's Supper as a prime example. Obviously, there's baptism, and then there's many other things too that can be classed as secondary doctrine, uh, and yeah, from Scripture. So, and the bottom line is, I mean, the the doctrine, you know, it comes from finite men, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it is supposed to obviously align with Holy Scripture. I mean, I just I, I can't imagine um, other than Christ and what was what was inspired through the Holy Spirit from the Holy Spirit, the Word that comes from God in the Bible, you know, everything after that is, you know, again, man can be wrong because there is no other human um, that's, that is perfect. Especially with like unpacking church history and and the leaders, which I, you know, I'm not um, extremely well versed in, but, you know, as I'm digging in, um, you know, I've I've seen conversation, I've read things uh, with respect to the views, you know, Calvin had, Luther had and, and other people with with real world things, you know, during their time that they took a side on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, you know, you're shaped and molded by the time you live in uh, and, and the influences around you, uh, the government and, and all these things. So that's just that's reality. Yep. Um, and, you know, they're all they're all sinful men, just like you or me. And that's the whole thing. As I was growing up as Roman Catholic. I never understood, you know, why the Pope was held at such, you know, he was like, it seemed like he was holier than Jesus. You oh, know, yeah. And, Mar- and yep. Mary is holier than Jesus. And I'm not yep. going to go on a Roman Catholicism <laughs> bashing right now, but um, it, it just never made sense as a kid. I would see this and see people falling over themselves trying to kiss the Pope's hand on TV. It just, it just never made sense. And, um, you know, all things have to point back to scripture hey, you yep. know that's just the bottom line yep and i think that's one of the things that we will always try to do um is go back to what does you know what does the bible say about these things it, it doesn't mean that we'll ignore 2000 years of church history by any means however all of that has to be then backed up and supported by scripture as well because if we don't allow scripture to be our sole authority, then we will do a disservice to you as a listener. And so the whole premise again is, you know, to fall back on what does the Bible say? And, you know, interestingly enough, the Bible will be silent on a lot of today's topics. And 
Um, but I still think that we can always look at, you know, what what would, you know, scripture dictate in terms of certain circumstances. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's just going to reveal our sinful nature and our need for a savior in Christ. So as we um, kind of unpack this first episode for listeners, uh, I know you had some content lined up, but you wanted to discuss. I and... did. I did. So with, you know, with COVID-19, it just popped in my head. I mean, so how are things going yeah. with respect to, you know, being in quarantine? So, uh, so I'll answer that. However, I want to highlight one quick piece around my answer because it'll help people understand where we are as we record this episode. So the way these episodes uh, will air is they're going to come out on the 15th of every month and then the last day of the month. So it might drop on a Tuesday or it might drop on a Saturday. But the 15th and the last day of the month is the that way you get two episodes a month from us. And we won't be rushed to produce content, but uh, we will be, you know, we've got uh, a schedule that we've agreed upon in terms of prior to this that we can both fit into our schedules that we can record. And uh, and as we record this particular episode, it is still actually April. So this <clears throat> won't actually air for another like 20 days. Is that right? Yeah, you're yeah. right. The fifth year absolutely right. Yeah, twenty five days. So at this uh, yeah, at this point in time. Yeah. So we are we're uh scheduling a few episodes or we're recording a few episodes between now and then. So time wise, there's not a major <clears throat> I mean, unless something really crazy happens between now and the next twenty some days, you know, the topics aren't necessarily geared towards the you know, like today, this happened. And then you listen to it 20 days later and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. So the topics that we're going to be discussing on the first few episodes will be more geared towards just discussional based type in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so as we record this, it's a Sunday night and it's, uh, I'm on the end of my four day weekend. Uh, my daughter just celebrated her second birthday on Thursday and so we are, you know, we just chilled at home all four days. I ran a couple errands and whatnot to get uh, stuff for the family. But uh, my wife and daughter are going to go spend the whole week with her parents. And I'm staying home so I can continue working my quote unquote essential job because I'm essential. And during this week, uh, I've got some free time to record some podcast episodes. So, um, my quarantine life is going to be built around podcasting for the next handful of days. Uh, I hope to read a little bit in that time frame. Uh, I want to, I got uh, Tim uh, Chalice's new documentary Epic. So I'm going to watch that hopefully. And I've got the Puritan movies as well. And I'd like to get those watched at some point too. So um, I got a lot on my plate and Unfortunately, I have work in the middle of all that to kind of weave around, but that's yeah, my, to, you have to travel to work too. Yeah. 30 like, minutes I'm, each way. Okay. So Maryland has been on lockdown for the last, I mean, we, it's been a month mm -hmm. as of today. 
and i mean we've gone out for like the essentials and stuff and um you know but i'm i'm teleworking so for the most part in my days it, it hasn't changed other than i yeah i get to sleep in a little bit later because i don't have to sit in an hour and a half traffic um getting down to work but you know i think with uh the uh, this whole covid thing you know they don't want people out on the road but like when you go out for groceries it's interesting to see the you know the the angst and the uh People are very tense and nobody's talking in the grocery stores as you mm-hmm. make your way, you know, down the one way aisle back up and things like that. So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely interesting that people, um, and understandably, um, you know, they're, they seem on edge. What comes to mind right now is, you know, I, I do want to give a shout out and say thank you to all the first responders. Cause, mm-hmm. um, I know there are some on Instagram and I mean, they're out there, they're going to the hospitals and helping people it's 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 pretty amazing uh you know these people that you know it seems like they're always kind of a you know second thought um so totally blessed but seeing how uptight people are i always wonder i'm like you know do they have the peace of christ in them as they're going through this you know about to the anxious point because Mm -hmm. for me my experience experience through this kind of pandemic because it's you know it's the first one i think most of us have ever been through um, is it's really just kind of brought my my family closer and focusing on God and family as a whole, which I think is a is actually I, I look at it that's a beautiful thing because we were just wrapped her up in you know running the you know I got I have three daughters just running around with all three of them. I yeah. think I think that's perfect because and I've talked to a lot of people who um, have said that through this lockdown they've really come to appreciate a slowdown in life mm-hmm. and some of them are really looking at not necessarily uh going back to work i know my wife wants to go back to work but she's you know i can sense a little bit of cabin fever but at the same time i can see that through her and through a lot of other people it's this you know just deep breath to finally take a breath from all the chaos in life. You, you know, uh, you don't have to get to this practice and do that. And school's not that important. And, but you know, what it really boils down to is something that I've always thought is needs to be, have the spotlight back on it. And that's time with the family. And that's yeah. time with your spouse, your significant other, your kids, your parents. Um, what really matters. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, uh, so we had a family member and I, I'm a, I'm a little bit on the conspiracy theorist side of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think COVID is definitely real. And I've talked to enough people on social media that they've shared plenty of experiences. And I thank you all for that. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it's quite as rampant as the media makes it sound. And and so and, and the other thing that really is interesting is that all of the symptoms I hear from people uh, that get it are very different. And like case in point, this family member of ours, my wife and I um, did not have a cough whatsoever, but had a high fever. And yet one of the early symptoms that the media was pushing was that you'll get a cough. And so it's it's just you, some of these things don't really add up. but. Through all that, um, it really makes me appreciate 
you know, the time that I get with family members, whether it's my, my family, my in-laws, my wife, my daughter, um, I look forward to being with them more so than anything else right now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so that's one thing this lockdown's really done. And I hope for those listening, you know, cause Illinois is going to be continued on to the end of May now. And so I really hope for those listening. Yeah. It's a, a realization to what's important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you bring up something about schooling. I mean, so, I mean, while homeschooling is definitely a challenge, I think it, I think it's, it's been a blessing in, in a lot of ways, at least for, for our family. Um, you know, and, um, actually I came across an article. It actually kind of blew me away because it, so basically, uh, it's liberals are not liking the idea of homeschooling, right? Right. So right. this, so there was a report from uh, about this um, Harvard law professor. I think her, oh, yeah. her name is. You, did you see that Elizabeth Bob Bardoulet or something? And um, hold on, let me see if I can find it real quick here. Um, that she told uh, the Harvard magazine that it gives parents author- authoritarian control over their kids. And um, it, it can expose them to white supremacy and misogyny. The issue is, do we think that do we think that parents should have 24/7 essential authoritarian control over their children from ages zero to seven to 18? Yes. I think that's dangerous. I mean, that's I, I couldn't believe this lady's nuts, dude. Like, I mean, and this just kind of goes to what I think the uh the, the you know the secular I- ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's just has been progressively infiltrating Christian, even Christian homes. I think the world, I mean, it's, they want to do everything they can to go after our kids yep. because the public, the public school system is anti-God, yep. anti-creationism. So what better way is the younger generation? Because they want to do away with anything that has to do with Holy Scripture and God. So when I read that, I was just like, wow, this is craziness. Yep. And I'll tell you that my wife and I have gone back and forth on homeschooling and, you know, our daughter's too, so she's not really ready for school just yet. But we, the stories my wife hears from her clients in the chair around what kids see and hear and talk about and experience in the schools, not just from the teachers and that and the curriculum, but from other students. Yeah. Like it turns my stomach the crap that these kids are being exposed to and it's, it's sickening. And, you know, kudos to the parents out there that homeschool already because you guys are heroes as well. Yeah. Uh, You guys are setting up a generation to win in this world through Christ. And I, I, I hope that we can join those ranks because I just, I feel this public school system really has failed most of the students that go through it. And uh, when I was in high school, at least, and this was now, uh, well, this year would be my 20th year since I was a freshman. So 15 to 20 years ago, um, you know, I can tell you that I, I was not really academically challenged when I went through high school. Not that I was smart and got great grades but i can tell you i wasn't really academically challenged and i know many of people that just aren't because it's you know the premise of school and i hear this from a lot of people is it just comes down to how well can you memorize 
what the state wants you to learn. Yeah. And it doesn't teach you fundamental things. Like I didn't learn how to balance a checkbook or file my taxes or pay property taxes or buy a house or get a job or write a resume. I mean, all that stuff in real life, you know, that you do in real life was put forth in, in, in school. Yeah. I think the effort is to move, you know, move kids along. Um, so they meet their quota. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why they have the park testing. Yep. For me, I mean, I'm, we have, our three daughters are in pu- the public school system and it has been an, an extreme challenge, especially, um, you know, giving my life to Christ. Uh, well, actually, let me rephrase that. Uh, trusting Christ as my Lord and Savior and putting faith in it. Um, you know, it's been, I guess, you know, now right around three years. But prior to that, you know, I was checked out. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it, the Proverbs 22, 6 comes to mind, you know, train up the child in a way he should go. So, he, you know, when he's old, he will not depart from it. And, yep. you know, that has been for the last three years, you know, it's that's what I've been trying to do. And it's it's a challenge now that they're, you know, I have two two girls that are older. Uh, one is in uh, in in middle school and the other one's in high school. So seeing what they're learning and what they're being taught and having to, uh, you know, teach truth. And it it's tough. It's absolutely tough. Um, so, you know, people that are homeschool, um, hats off. And, you know, I used to, you know, back before I was like homeschool. I, you know, my two sisters actually homeschool. Um, their kids and mm-hmm. I was like, why are you homeschooling? That's just crazy. But I get it now because yeah. I think, I think just the public school system, you know, to your point, yeah, from an academic standpoint, absolutely. Um, you know, these kids are hit with so much anti-God pro secular thinking that, you know, you're they're surrounded by it and that's the way they want to go it's just like well i don't want to be different and just the peer pressure and everything so teaching them that you are set apart you are different because you're in christ you need to let that shine um to hear more voices uh, talking out uh speaking out against you know the idea of of uh you know the public school system and just how i mean in a lot of ways it's just they are not looking. Uh, they don't look at things in in a way that is, uh, you know, with truth and fairness. And uh, you know, they teach theory as truth. Mm-hmm. They spend a couple months talking about the Muslim religion, and they just gloss mm-hmm. over Christianity. I, I just found that was oh, very, yeah. very very fascinating. Was like, yep. Very interesting. Yeah, and I, I get like. Um, world religion is is a good topic to cover i think it should i think it should be a topic that you know in in a world history class they should spend some time on world religions because i think that's it provides structure to how we can view the rest of the world mm-hmm. however if you're going to give a week or two week or three weeks worth of study to the muslim faiths and the hindus and the buddhists and all that then you should give that same amount of time to christianity and in Judaism. And I think if you really point back to it, you know, Christianity has its obvious roots in Judaism and which then makes it through Judaism, the oldest religion and long lasting religion in the world, because, you know, only 
can you go almost all the way back to creation with an account in a in a bloodline all the way back to Adam and Eve? Yeah. I don't I can't recall another world religion that has you know a structure that detailed. And yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. I, I know Muslims look at, you know, that they hold Jesus as a prophet and I know that they look at uh, the Bible in a certain light of respect, but at the same time, they don't use it as an authoritative book. You know, they've got their own writings. And I think they use, and I could be very wrong on this, um, so I'm not going to make it a, a definite statement, but I'm, I think they do use the, the uh, Torah from the Old Testament. But I'm not 100% certain on that. That's something I need to do more research on. I, I'm semi-vanilla on Muslim faith. Just because I don't have <laughs> time to add it to mm-hmm. my yeah. list of growing things I need to study. So, well, and, uh, you know, and to, and to that point, you, you would never hear the public school system or even just in general, the, the secular media ever, ever um, attack Muhammad the way Jesus is attacked. Oh, yeah. Car, you know, made to be like a cartoon figure, uh, bobblehead, whatever, whatever it is, just see the hatred. Um, because it is, it's absolute mm-hmm. hatred towards, uh, towards God, the God of the Bible. And you're looked at as a quack. If you believe the, the Genesis account, Adam yep. and Eve, Noah, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it, it's real unfortunate because they, what they'll do in the public school system is, t- you know, if they even mention it, they're like, I mean, they mention it as, you know, along with the Greek myths, you yeah. know, it's, it's yeah. just completely not true so um anyway sorry to go down that rabbit hole no that's a good i think that's a great i think that's kind of a great setup to what we are really looking at with this show in terms of content it's just a talk about just random conversations and topics and we'll take your questions and and i hope we can really nail this to about 45 minutes i think is where we're at right now yeah yeah and So uh, unless you want to throw another question and we extend this, I say we end it here and then, you know, allow the people to tune in next time to hear what we're going to talk about on the next show. Sure. Yeah. No, I got one more question for you, though. All right. Fire I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a music guy. So currently, so what's on your iPod right now? Uh, ooh. <laughs> I, probably, <laughs> <laughs> I want to put you uh, on the spot here. But. Okay. So uh, I have a few playlists um on my on my spotify account so i have a um modern classical which uh has a wide wide range of modern musicians and and then i've got a christian mix and then i've got a uh i just call it a rock mix but the rock has got a little bit more secular music if you would stuff that i kind of grew up with so currently on my playlist because i was driving home uh, I have Red, okay, and uh, their new album Declaration, and the song is "The War We Made." That's currently on my uh, playlist right now. All right, yeah, my secular band. We did a show with them uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia. It, I wasn't a Christian then. Well, I was a said Christian, mm-hmm. but anyway, I saw them actually right before they were going on stage. They were in a prayer circle, and they were very. They they did not mingle with uh, you know like our band or the other the other band at all. They kept to themselves. Wow. Um, so it was that was kind of cool and, and, and interesting. So I've been I've been digging their music, man. Like of late, I think 
I, I don't know why I've been gravitated towards them. Um, but if I just need something that's got a good kind of a rock beat to it, uh, mm-hmm. I go to them and uh, I actually bought uh, their face masks that they are selling through their store. So when I go out in the public and I have to wear a face mask, I got my red face mask. So I, so I actually have something that I can, you know, that doesn't look corny. And uh, I think it just looks kind of cool. So that's cool. Yeah. Currently on my uh, on my uh, iPod or my phone, actually, um, I have the Grey Havens um, and the song that it's on is uh, At Last the King. And um, I think playing heavier music, I've kind of just, you know, the last few years, I've kind of detached myself from anything kind of in that genre, even within Christian music. Um, and actually this particular album, it, it was a recommendation from, I think it was Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, check this, this band out. And it's the album, um, is, is excellent. It's, it's a, they're, they're an excellent band. So I've been, I've been really digging them and listen, listening to them the last uh, few days and, and, and prior. I guess I'll have to check that out and yeah. add, add that to my playlist. Cause I'm always looking for good music. And, but like I said, my, my main drive of late is just I, for whatever reasons purely classical but i also have to have something that you know keeps me rooted and looking to christ so yeah yeah i'm gonna ask that the next the next time we get together like you know i, I went through a period where i was just like just felt super guilty listening to anything secular but we could talk mm. about that on another uh on another episode yeah, definitely. It, it'd be good, uh, a good topic for us. So. Yeah. Well, I I think this uh, ends episode number one of a Matter of Truth podcast. Um, like I said, we're just here, just chatting, and hopefully we get into some. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, obviously we've got questions um, that we've yeah, taken we from you. So as we uh, move down the 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 episode line, you'll see more of those questions come out, and we'll dig into scripture and that, but. Uh, very broad topics today and uh, just kind of an introductory type show and so that's it from me so i hope you guys enjoy it yeah god bless and thank you yeah don't forget to check out undying light and as i go down that street by myself so uh and then anthony and i will obviously be here doing this just kind of a uh I don't know. I, I mean, I've got some ideas for this show, and, and I, I think this could be really, really fun as we unpack this for people. So, Yeah, I think so. All right, guys. Um, until next time, stay reformed and wash your hands, you sinners. <laughs> <laughs>